Konnichiwa, my friends, and welcome to another episode of FixItNow.com Appliance Repair Radio. Samurai Appliance Repair Man here with you, along with... Mrs. Samurai. Thanks for downloading this podcast and joining us for another exciting excursion into appliance repair... What's a good one this time? Buffoonery? Okay. Okay. Well, this one, we're going to talk about how much is a new one. That being, how much is a new appliance? And where did this come from? Because when I'm on a service call and I go to fix an appliance, I troubleshoot to figure out what's wrong with it, and I tell the customer how much it's going to cost to repair it, what do you think is the first question I hear? How much is a new one? Oh, no, no. First, the eyes swell up really big. The chin bows out like a bullfrog, and they go, How much is a new one? Oh, sorry, I can't really do that. No, that's okay. But uh, that's that's more the nature of how it's asked. So, right. In fact, know. the samurai got asked this so much um, that he actually made a handout that he would just give to people yeah. and say, Please read this. Before I even told him how much it would cost to right. fix it. Just while you were, di- while you were doing yeah. the diagnostics, you'd huh. hand it to them. A little educational reading. reading. And, oh, by the way, I don't sell appliances, okay? So, <laughs> so I don't know how much a new one is. But okay. I can give you some background information for to help you decide how much is a new one in terms of both dollars and agri-dollars, which we'll talk about here in a minute, right after we hear from our good Bud Rose. Fixitnow.com. Samurai Appliance Repairman. Very, very good. Appliance broke? Fix it yourself. Save big bucks. Fixitnow.com. Appliance Repairman. Help thousands of people fix their own appliance. He can help you too. Uh, Fixitnow.com. Welcome back, my friends. All right. Well, I'm just going to go right into how much is a new one. Dive right in. One of the most frequently asked questions we hear from our customers when contemplating whether or not to repair their appliance is... How much is a new one? This article gives you some insight into the major appliance market that will help you make the best decision that's right for you. The first thing you need to realize is that retail prices for major appliances have stayed flat over the last 15 years, even though manufacturing costs and inflation have risen steadily during that time. Manufacturers have been forced to cap their retail prices because their marketing people know that most people won't pay increased prices for the typical home appliance. So, where $400 would buy you a top-quality washer 15 years ago, that same $400 today would only buy you a low-end machine that you'll be throwing away or repairing every two to four years. What has changed? The difference between the $400 washer of today and yesterday, or the $300 dishwasher, or the $350 range, or the $300 dryer, or the $600 refrigerator, etc., is in the internal components used in the machines. The lower-end machines today are constructed of lower-quality materials than similarly-priced machines 15 years ago. In part, this is attributable to the globalization of manufacturing, with various internal parts made at different plants all over the world. While this has allowed manufacturers to cap retail prices for low-end machines over the last 15 years, it has also contributed to a degradation of quality. But do you care about quality? In fact, I don't think most people do care about quality. I think most people care about price. They care about it when it breaks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then they care. Very good. And then they blame the manufacturers for planned obsolescence and like it's some grand conspiracy to... uh, Right, right. Oh, they get all into... Oh, it's planned obsolescence. Yeah, the obsolescence engineering. I remember taking that in undergrad. Yeah, obsolescence engineering. Just learn how to make stuff fail so it was just under the warranty. (laughs) Now, you can still buy high-quality appliances... 
but you'll pay a correspondingly higher price tag for them, one that realistically reflects the increased costs of manufacturing high-quality machines. But who wants to pay for that? For example, top-end dishwashers go for around $900, actually more nowadays, washers around $1,100, dryers for around $600, etc., we're talking top-end stuff now, okay? Not your cheap white Westinghouse, not your throwaway Gibsons. So if you're comparing having your existing machine repaired or replacing it with a low-end machine that is comparable in price with what you paid for your machine 10 to 15 years ago, you're simply not making a valid comparison because they're not similar machines in either quality or durability. If you were to merely replace your existing appliance with one that costs about what you paid a decade ago, you'll be repairing or junking that new machine every two to four years. The appliance game today is that you either pay more upfront for a new high-quality machine that will give you another 15 years of trouble-free operation, or you pay less upfront for a low-end machine and then pay as you go for repairs. Now, there's some notable exceptions to this. The Maytag Neptune has been a debacle. Right. Um, Bosch dishwashers... Uh, are are famous for the control board frying. I mean, there, there's there's a number of notable exceptions to this. There are always exceptions to any rule, right? But the world is general, and we make generalizations. And in general, you get what you pay for. Right. Okay, this is what we're talking about, the generalities here. You want to get into specifics? Email me, podcast at fixitnow.com. The other cost associated with buying a new appli appliance are the agri-dollars. That is, the aggravation and time spent that goes along with shopping for a new appliance, having it delivered, getting it installed, and disposing of your old one. If you've not experienced this joy recently, you'll realize that the agri-dollar factor can be a very significant cost indeed. <laughs> so, when asking, how much is a new one? Or, as, as my customers would like to say, how much is a new one? then you need to consider both the quality of its replacement and the time-saving convenience of having your appliance properly repaired by a competent professional or by fixing it yourself with the help of a genuine manufacturer's repair manual or with the help of fixitnow.com. Say that with me one time. Fixitnow.com. Yeah, now we rockin'. That's what I'm talking about. When I do repairs, just as an example, as a benchmark here, because I am the standard by which all other appliance service is judged. Wow. When I do repairs, I use only factory-authorized parts, also called OEM parts, and I guarantee my work for one year, parts and labor. If I can't fix it, or if the parts aren't available, or if in my supremely expert opinion it's not worth fixing, then you pay nothing. Zero. Zilp. Nada. <laughs> I schedule repair appointments at your convenience. I can, can give you a one-hour window when I arrive at your home. Instead of telling you, I'll be there Tuesday sometime, and you gotta be there. Okay? And I quote the complete repair cost up front. I'll diagnose and repair your appliance to determine if it's in your best interest to repair or replace it and I'll make a recommendation accordingly. So, there you go. That's my little write-up on how much is a new one. Hope you find that educational. So, Ms. Samurai, what do you think about that? Well, it's really interesting stuff to think about. And anybody who's facing this uh, repair or replace decision, 
whether they're going to be paying somebody to repair an appliance or putting in the time and effort to do it themselves. And they're tempted because they've seen the Sunday flyers and it, all the, you they're know. They're all glitzy and glossy. Best Buy and Sears and all these places. And the paint they is new. Sales the paint. And, the paint is new. Oh, well, they come in colors, yeah. you know. And the corners, they're rounded. So, they're rounded. You know, you think, well, really, you know, particularly if you're talking about paying a serviceman. And the beep beeps. You beep, know, beep, the cost of beep. a repair could easily, ha easily be half the cost of a, just a whole new appliance. But hey, oh, that's the other, that's that's a great point, because that's the other famous line I'd, I'd get, uh, you know, say you're going to work on somebody's just cheap-ass Gibson or White Westinghouse or something. These are the famous cheap-ass brands. Yeah, they paid maybe 300 bucks for the dryer. It needs a motor or something, and it's, the whole job with labor and everything is going to run like 200 bucks. I only paid 300 for it. How can it possibly cost 200 to fix it? Like there's any logical connection between the oh, cost God. of a, as you put it, a, an appliance whose parts were well, made all over the world. Well, not only that, it's this, this, this cheap-ass appliance that was banged out in some prison camp factory in China or Malaysia or Mexico or someplace versus... Having some American whose native language is English schedule an appointment just for you. Who lives to, in their area. To drive to your house, has the part on the van, can troubleshoot it and fix it and get you all fixed up conveniently right there in your home. But you know what? If it's not worth fixing it, don't fix the damn thing. And I'll tell you on the phone about what it's going to cost to fix it. And you know what? That's the other thing. That's the, that's the next big, that's why the next big mega trend in appliance repair is doing it yourself. Because... People are just, when it comes to repairs, I'll tell you, honestly, most people are just freaking retarded when it comes to paying for repairs. I mean, it, they just don't get it. They, they think it should just, just have some monkey come over and replace a pot. Yeah, yeah, you know, my scrotum scrub is all clogged up with hair. Come clean it out, asshole. I mean, that's, that's like the famous stereotype. <laughs> you know, and it should only cost 40 bucks to go clean out a scrotum scrubber. But you know, in fact, it costs much more than that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if we could, go, if I could go to the grocery store and say, "Oh, my husband's an appliance repairman," and they'd give me the special rate, you yeah. Know, oh, oh well, yeah. you only have to pay a buck two eighty for your groceries. Oh, that'd be then, awesome. Yeah. Because we're only, you know, expecting to pay your husband forty bucks for a service call. Well, in fact, most people who who bitch and moan about what it costs for repairs have never run a business of any type themselves. They, they, these are the types, they've, they've always worked for somebody else. They have no concept, no clue, not even the barest, skinniest little inkling of what it costs to run a business in a medica with our overtaxed and, and overregulated environment here that, we, that we've subjected ourselves to. So, you don't like it, you don't like what it costs, fine, write your congressman and tell him to quit taxing us so much. Quit voting for all these socialist programs where you're transferring money out of my pocket into yours or, so, or your pocket into somebody else's, and maybe you'd have more of your own money to pay for things like repairs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a clue for you. But anyway, what else we got on this? How much is a new one, Miss Samurai? Well, I might I just happen to think when you were talking about the higher end, you know, paying more for appliances, um, we're still we're seeing fewer and fewer models, even among the high ends that are like the tanks that you think of from like the the seventies and eighties, you know, the the yeah. just heavy duty tanks that would last 
forever with needing the littlest repairs here and there. Just something, you know, fairly simple well, after it, years and years of use. Even stuff like knobs that are just plastic that break. And, and you got annoying little things, but it's still, it's something you got to go buy a part for, find it and buy a part for, and then, and then replace it or have somebody replace it if you can't install a knob. And some knobs are a little less than obvious to replace. But that's just an example. Knobs used to be metal. Now they're all cheap, flimsy plastic. Right. So, you see all kinds of parts that are plastic now that used to be metal. Right. And and even on the high-end stuff, and, and a lot of them are using, they've gone to uh, plastic knobs. We're talking even the high-end stuff. Or um, they've gone to electronic controls, which we've talked about the electronic controls um, ad, ad nauseum in past episodes. And, and that's just, they're famous for breaking. And they're they're famously expensive for replacing. So yes, it's true. It's not. It, it is the the point you make is a valid one. That even among the high end brands, you don't always get what you pay for. Right, and yeah. it's and we've talked a lot in other episodes when we've gotten into brand recommendations and things about how to shop for appliances. But this get what we've talked about today gets more in that decision of repair or replace. And and I think we've given people. How to look at it? It's not an easy answer. My, my, but you've got to think of it clearly. Well, my my approach to this: I never buy high end stuff. Why? Because I don't want to be married to an appliance. I always buy middle of the road stuff. Uh, generally, buy Whirlpool brands, um, only because they seem to be these days anyway. And this could change. Have the best value for the money, and they have good customer service uh, for if you have warranty issues. So I generally buy middle-of-the-road stuff uh, expecting to fix it every two to four years. Even with the higher-end brands, uh, maybe I don't have to fix it every two to four years. Maybe it's like every five to seven years. But still, there's going to be some type of repair I'm going to be having to do on that. So I'm gonna, if I'm going to be having to do regular repairs on it, might as well be a middle-of-the-road appliance. Right. And if it gets so crapped up or if it turns out to just be one repair after another, I'll yank it out of there, trash it, and get another one. It's an appliance. I don't want to be married to it. And appliances today, for better or for worse, are essentially disposable. It's not like your house. It's not like an infrastructure system in your house, like your wiring or your plumbing. You can't rip those out and throw them out. But you can do that with an appliance. That's so. right. All right. So, and that's hence the whole um, purpose for this website, because since appliances are disposable, that means that appliance repair as an in-home service trade is dying um, if it's not dead already. And that's why, that's why also our website, fixitnow.com, exists because I recognize I am, I am so prescient and so far-seeing and so visionary that I see the next megatrend in appliance repair is do-it-yourself. For those of you who... Don't want to be replacing them every few years. And for those of you brilliant enough to be listening to this podcast, congratulations, by the way. Yay. All right. Well, that's a wrap on this one. So that's a good job. Yeah, good job. So, um, and good job for listening. And tell all your friends about us. And this is Samurai Appliance Repairman. And Mrs. Samurai. Bidding you sayonara. sayonara.